Good afternoon, sports fans, and welcome to episode 52, Sports Talk with Rags. And today we are joined by the voice of Radford men's basketball and baseball, Rick Watson. Rick, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm pretty good, man. Getting toward the 4th of July weekend, so uh, it's a good time. Yes. And so, uh, hey, let's uh, let's start here at the at the beginning here. Uh, how did you uh, get involved? I see that you've been involved with uh, broadcasting Bradford Athletics for 20-plus years. Yeah, this will be uh, year number 23 coming up. Right. Uh, graduated from Bradford um, in the mid-'90s and uh, kind of knew – you know, early on what I wanted to do and was able to uh, meet Wes Durham as a freshman. And uh, Wes was my mentor and went through his class. And he gave me my first opportunity as a student to uh, broadcast women's basketball. And um, then I became close with Dave Hunsiker, who preceded me at Radford. And uh, it just kind of uh, evolved from there. Uh, done. Virginia Tech, I went over and worked with Bill Roth at Virginia Tech for uh, three years. And then when Dave left, uh, he gave me a call when he was going to get the gig at Oklahoma State and said, hey, man, uh, we think you should have the job. Do you want it? Sure. And uh, I've been here since. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, and Wes, Wes Durham, I mean, he definitely has had a great uh, great career. And him and Mark uh, Packer, they're on the ACC network. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but, uh, hey, so with uh, being involved in Radford Athletics, I know that I wanted to, uh, I'm from uh, Chesapeake, Virginia. When I graduated from Western Branch, I wanted to apply at Radford, but uh, things didn't work out. And uh, I worked for the government here for 24 years. But uh, Radford uh, men's basketball certainly have had a nice run here uh, recently, here um, competing there in the Big South. Yeah, it really has. I think we just had our best decade ever under Mike Jones. Um, and, you know, it, it's strange. You, Mike and I are very close, and to lose him was, uh, you know, you knew one day it was likely going to happen with all the success. We had kind of dodged it the last few years, actually, after the NCAA tournament run. And uh, so finally, you know, he found the right situation for him, and, and all those guys left, so a lot of friends went out the door, you know, away from Radford, too. But we really couldn't have asked for a better situation by uh, being able to hire Darius Nichols. Uh, it's such a natural fit. He's one of the hottest assistant coaches in the country. He played at Radford High School. He's from Radford. I mean, uh, and to get he and his brother here, um, it really was a coup for Robert Lindeberg, our director of athletics. He knew exactly who he wanted to go after, and he knew he better go after him now because – he waits another year or the opportunity may be there. Darius would not have been there, you know. Uh, so, uh, but you're right. At Radford basketball has been very successful. It's one of the marquee programs of the league. And um, a lot of that has to go to uh, what Robert has done, being a basketball coach, you know, coming up. And he understands what it's like to be a coach. Um, Mike Jones called him the coach's uh, whisperer, you know, when he was talking with Darius. And uh, so he relates to the coaches. He understands what it takes. And, um, so I, I expect the program not to fall off much at all uh, with Darius and the young uh, energy that he's bringing, a younger coaching staff. And uh, I think he'll embrace the portal 
which is something a lot of older coaches don't want to try to mess with right now. It's a little frustrating for them. And now we have the NIL situation, but these guys have a lot of fresh ideas, a lot of fresh energy. So uh, I suspect we're still going to keep it rolling on the basketball side. Yes. And uh, let's see. I, I think, uh, wasn't it uh, this morning or yesterday that you had uh, Carly, Carly Jones on, mm-hmm. on your show and he definitely uh, had a great career at Radford had, one year of eligibility left, so went out to uh, went out to Louisville. But he certainly was uh, had a great career as a Highlander. Yeah, he really did, and uh, we're all pulling for Leak. He's worked so hard. Um, he had a great combine. He got invited to the NBA combine, and he turned some heads and he rose his stock. You know, and and it really we saw that from the time he arrived on campus at Radford. You know, his freshman year, he didn't quite have the grades, so. Um, instead of, you know, just packing it up and going back home, he decided to buckle down, accept Mike Jones's challenge, and he got his grades up, practiced with the team, and then as a redshirt freshman, he hit the shot against Liberty. Uh, sent the tournament that sent me into a uh, just a berserk uh, euphoria and um, all of Highlander Nation, and uh, it, he's just gotten better and better ever since. Right, yes, and uh... – you know, 2020, I mean, the men's basketball program had a great year, great year that that year, but with the uh, but with the pandemic um, unable to uh, go go to the postseason. I mean, the Big South, they're one of the conferences that had their conference tournament early on, but but then uh, unable to um, pursue their another March Madness bid. Yeah, it's been um, kind of an abrupt end the last three years. You know, lost the championship game the next year after we went to the NCAA. Um, Gardner-Webb played a perfect game and beat us. And then, you know, we lost semifinal games on our home floor the last couple of years, and that's tough to take. Um, So it's three years you had home court and didn't take advantage of it. So um, the new staff, though, they have nothing to do with that. You know, they're coming in and they're just looking at it as, okay, this is our program now getting started. So – it's, it's a fresh start. You know, for them, it's a fresh start for me as well. It's kind of nice, you know. Uh, this will probably be my last coaching staff, you know, here at Radford that I'll that I'll work with. And so uh, I'm looking forward to it. They, they have provided a lot of energy, and I'm excited to see them build it up in their own style and how they envision this thing going forward. Yes, and um, let's see, any other um, athletics uh, you do announcing besides uh, baseball? You name it. Okay. <laughs> we do them on ESPN Plus. I'm I'm the guy. So uh, it can be soccer one day, it can be volleyball one day, it can be lacrosse. You name it, we're doing it. And uh, nice. softball, baseball, uh, the whole gambit. But uh, basketball is the only uh, program that I travel with, and uh, we do a full oh, season. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I know uh, Radford Radford baseball. I mean, they uh, they certainly have had. Nice, nice run here the last decade, and you know uh, Eddie Butler has played at the next next level, and then uh, Zurak and Ryan uh, Meisinger, you know, there from the 2015 team, and the and Zurak there um, with the uh, awesome start there in the 2017 Big South uh, tournament championship, but the baseball program has really done well yeah it has you know i think um 
where we were in the um, the mid 2000 teens. You know, it really 2015 was such a special time, and I still can see it. You know, I still see Hunter Higgerson with the base hit that sent us to our first NCAA tournament down at Gardner Webb. You know, and and how everybody went and. and beating a program like Coastal Carolina, who, you know, eventually won a national championship a few years later. So, and then to do it again in, uh, you know, South Carolina, and it was a hundred degree days in that uh, stadium. I mean, it was a different time, you know, a different uh, um, crop of kids through there, but the kids that really played the game the right way, really hard in those kids and uh, timely pitching, timely hitting. And that's what's so great about baseball. So great and so frustrating because it changes every day. Um, however the matchups work out on the hill and, and, you know, somebody comes through in one situation one day, they may not the next and vice versa. But, uh, yeah, those were two very special teams and two very special times at Radford. Right. Yes. And, uh, Hunter Higgerson and then one, the next younger brother, Colby Higgerson played. And now the, now the youngest Higgerson is, uh, is there at Radford and with, uh, being from Chesapeake, I know uh, Kyle Butler and uh, Matthew Roth has also uh, has also had a career at Radford. Yeah, no doubt about it. And all those guys were such leaders on that team. And it could be any of them. That was the thing, you know. And they were all so unselfish. It didn't matter who did it. They just wanted to get the job done. And that's, that's what I remember about each of those teams was how unselfish all those guys were, whether you were talking about, you know, a pitcher coming in and was asked maybe to – if he were a starter, he needed to come in in a relief role. Didn't matter, you know. He would do it just to help the team. So that that's one of the things. The character of those teams really stand out to me to this day. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that Lexington uh, tournament. I mean, uh, at first it started off with uh, with some rain, and and then uh, you know uh, one game that was supposed to be on on ESPN, and then that ended up. Uh, Instead of being the finals, it was the semis. But then, uh, but then there on uh, on Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, you know, Zurak uh, pitching a complete game there against uh, Presbyterian. But both fifteen and seventeen, you know, they both ran up against SEC teams. Two thousand fifteen was Vanderbilt, and then two thousand seventeen was uh, was Louisville. Yeah, you know, going down to Vandy and Nashville was such a, an amazing experience. Uh, just taking it all in, and we played very well, made the final of that yeah, region. Yeah, that's right. uh, after we beat Indiana, and it was a, it was a just a that team just kept their momentum going. And of course, Vanderbilt was Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, the, everybody knew they were going to be tough being a host. And then, you know, going to Louisville in 2017. I mean. Um, they were also kind of a, a program at the time that was really rising and, 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 you know, we came and we played and, you know, we didn't play badly, but didn't play as well as uh, 2015. And by then, you know, Radford was a commodity, um, it, a little different national perspective of Radford baseball after what happened in 15 and how really all the success of those three years. So I think the bigger programs, the power five programs approach Radford differently uh, with maybe a little more respect after that first appearance in that first NCAA. Right. Yeah. And I see that, uh, you know, here now the, now the big South, uh, you know, I know a couple of years ago, Liberty, and as you said, coastal Carolina was in the big South and now uh, Hampton has come in the big South. And I saw today that North Carolina 
A&T uh, came in the Big South, and I think last year, um, or maybe it was two years ago, uh, uh, South Carolina Upstate came in the Big South. So they're definitely uh, expanding there in the uh, conference. Yeah, they're now up to 12 teams with the announcement today about uh, North Carolina A&T and uh, welcome Aggies, by the way, to the Big South. It'll be a it'll be a boon for the basketball part of the league. Um, they have some terrific track athletes, uh, pretty good baseball program. Hampton, of course, they don't have baseball, but um, the league took a big hit. There's no, no sugarcoating. When you lose Coastal Carolina, especially from the baseball perspective, it very quickly went from being, I think, the strongest sport across the board to – you know, one of just kind of mediocrity in terms of you lose Coastal Carolina, you lose Liberty. Uh, that was a lot to lose. Um, in recent years, I think programs have started to to build it back up a little bit. You mentioned USC Upstate. They have been strong since day one in the league uh, in the baseball field. Uh, Campbell has been very, very good consistently for a while. And then this past year, you know, it was so good to see, uh, uh, you know, Coach Pollock get his championship, um, a guy that – I have a lot of respect for to see Presbyterian be able to beat Campbell in that championship game. Um, so it was nice to see that. But the league is is probably more competitive one through six or seven. You don't have those two, three teams that, you know, oh, my goodness, you know, they're going to go. Winthrop's always been strong. That's the good part. But you don't have that uh, power program anymore like a uh, Coastal Carolina. Right. Yeah. And and I saw uh, I saw this year, uh, let's see, the uh, baseball baseball tournament uh you know the top eight teams didn't make it i don't know if that was because of the pandemic or you know trying to limit i don't uh, i don't know i think only what four or six teams yeah they, made they it did fail. for both of the softball and baseball they did top four they did that for most of the postseason tournaments since they moved all the sports to the spring uh mm-hmm. they just top four so it was a very limited field this year in terms of uh uh, big South tournament. Right. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Um, let's, I know uh, McGuire there with the, uh, there with the women's women's basketball program. Uh, that's, that's certainly, uh, certainly been strong here, here uh, recent years. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Coach McGuire's uh, terrific at what he does. He's got basically uh a lot of freshmen and a brand new team coming back. He's excited. We had him on the show earlier this week as well on Big Dog. And um, he's got nine new players. He's got a new assistant coach. And, you know, the last two years, they haven't been able to participate in their own tournament, um, all because of the virus. You know, we're going to host two years ago. We got the bad news. Everybody across the country was getting the bad news about cancellations. And then this past year, they had a breakout of the virus. So they couldn't play in tournament. So he's anxious to put all that behind him and, you know, get back into it and uh, try to play for a conference championship this year. Right. And uh, let's see, I know with uh, no, uh, no football there at Radford, I know that uh, basketball, you know, college basketball is definitely a great, uh, great sport to uh, jump on board and uh, follow there, there at the Deadman Center. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, uh, men's basketball without football, that's our, you know, that's our marquee program, uh, followed by women's basketball. And then I think baseball's right there. Uh, But there's no doubt about it. Basketball takes on an extra emphasis down at Radford when we don't have uh, the guys out there tossing the pigskin around. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I know that uh, definitely a little, um, a little interesting, uh, 
local local rivalry there when uh, you know Radford uh, men's and women's basketball meet up against Virginia Tech, and then the baseball baseball team you know play play against the against the Hokies since both uh, both campuses aren't too far from each other. Yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. You know, you're 20 minutes apart, and why not play? They're going to play this year. Men's basketball It's great. Of course, the connection there with Mike Young, also a Radford native, coming back to Blacksburg. And, uh, you know, Shane Nichols uh, having uh, played for Mike Young and being an assistant and knowing the family so well. I think you're going to see the Tech-Radford game on men's basketball side uh, probably stay consistent now over the next few years. Oh, well, that's that's good. Yeah, I see that. Uh, see with the with the new coach and uh, coach uh, coach Nichols, like like you said, you know, bringing his uh, his brother on uh, on staff and and um, filling his uh, staff out with uh, young guys. Definitely, uh, definitely some excitement here with uh, Mike Jones um, moving on, but. Uh, Definitely some excitement here this uh, this winter, and as uh, hopefully uh, you, you know, get past this uh, pandemic, and uh, Deadman Center can uh, be at a hundred percent capacity. Oh yeah, that's the plan. I mean, no reason now not to think of anything else. So yeah, we're excited about that. Can't wait to get the fans back into Deadman Center. It makes all the difference in the world. Yes. So uh, let's see. Any um, let's see uh, Pulaski. Um, Anything going on uh, going on this summer, or uh, let's see, Pulaski? They're not affiliated with the Yankees anymore, are they? No, a big blow to the Appalachian League. You know, they were taken out of the whole minor league baseball uh, regionals, and and it's it's tough, you know. And so I think you would have been facing a, a tough situation for Major League Baseball in terms of lawsuits and so forth. So they decided to kind of create a, uh, a wooden bat league for rising freshmen and sophomores. So basically it's, you know, college baseball. The guys, you know, are getting paid. Um, summer league college baseball is basically what the Appalachian League is now. But, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not the same uh, without the affiliation with the major league clubs, especially when Pulaski was fortunate enough to have the New York Yankees uh, supporting them. So major loss for all the teams in the App League, no doubt. Right. And uh, let's see with the uh, spring sports where uh, just this past uh, season where fans allowed there with uh, baseball and softball here uh, this uh, this past spring. Uh, not for most of the year, uh, the last month or so when they relaxed some of the rules, they were uh, a few more allowed, but uh, not the way it's supposed to, not the way we're used to seeing it, no doubt about it. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I see with uh, Coach uh, Coach Kuhn, they're uh, running the uh, running the baseball program. See that he has a a couple couple new new assistants um, here with uh, you know their uh, their program here moving forward to the twenty twenty two spring season. Mm-hmm. That's right. You just made a couple new hires uh, over this past week. Yep, yep. So, all right, Rick. Well, hey, uh, appreciate uh, you uh, being on. And any uh, any final thoughts here? I know with uh, being from uh, the Tidewater area with the basketball, I know that uh, Travis Fields uh, transferred from Old Dominion to Radford, and he 
He was from uh, Portsmouth, and I know that Donald Hicks, uh, they're from um, they're from Oscar Smith from Chesapeake. So I know that there's been some, uh, you know, we talked about baseball having some uh, good guys from the 757, but I know that uh, Bradford basketball has even had some uh, great, great players from the 757. Oh, yeah, and both those guys you mentioned, two of them all-time faves, uh, D. Hicks and uh, Travis Fields, a.k.a. Beans. Right. Uh, <laughs> a great point guard and a great teammate and uh, – clutch guy it was so much fun to watch he and Carleek uh, play together you know for three years and uh those those two guys are special kids and two of them all-time faves to come through the program no doubt yeah and i know that uh caught the caught the team to uh play um as the team came down to hampton and then also uh william and mary here uh here a couple years ago so they were definitely uh exciting to watch here in uh um past couple years absolutely so but uh all right rick well hey thanks again for your time and have a have a good summer definitely uh anticipate watching the uh watching radford basketball here this winter yes sir we'll get it started again in november so keep your eye out and uh come out and see them play if you have the opportunity all right thanks all that's right great. so that's a wrap and we'll uh talk to you later Thank you. All right.